Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Um, Ladies Missionary Circle was originally scheduled for tomorrow, but uh, because of the funeral downstate, it's going to be postponed for a, uh, for a, a, a week. Speaking of the funeral, uh, I mentioned that Brother Denny and Ms. Sharon will be taking a church van down. And if you would like to go after the service, um, you can see Brother Denny. They said they have had uh, several people take them up on that offer. And uh, if you had forgotten about it and you decide you want to go, we'll see Denny and Sharon right after uh, the service. Also, uh, I want to thank you for your giving. The new garage out here is is complete. Maybe a few minor little details left to be done, but uh, if you want to go take a peek inside, it's it's not locked. It's empty right now. There, there's nothing in it. Really nothing to see, you know. It's just an empty, empty garage, but nonetheless, it is a welcome addition to our, our church, and it will help us to be good stewards. Uh, we've been keeping lawnmowers and stuff out in a little cloth tent Quonset hut kind of thing back there. And we were grateful for the use of that, but uh, we needed a permanent structure. So I'm excited about that building. It is complete. And again, if you want to go peek in it afterwards, feel free to uh, to do so. Also, you know, we mentioned that uh, several weeks ago there was... Uh, a terrible accident that happened right out here in front of the church. Family going south had been camping, a mom, a dad, and three kids, and everybody was asleep, sadly, including the driver. And rather than making this curve here, he went straight. He hit this guardrail, tore out the guardrail, took down a telephone pole, went through the, the gully on the other side, through the bushes and whatever, and ended up against a tree. All of the airbags in the vehicle, I'm told, went off. I wasn't here that day. And it was amazing that that family um, was just unscratched, that they all walked away from it. <clears throat> Brother Jamie was here that day, and uh, I, was, I was not here. And Brother Jamie handled it beautifully, representing the Lord, representing all of us, showed them great kindness and care. And then Denny and Sharon Gillis were here, and uh, the family was able, they were towing a little trailer with their camping gear, and a lot of their stuff was stored here. And that evening, Denny and Sharon uh, took this family uh, home downstate. And I don't remember, do you remember where it was, Sharon, what town they went to? you remember? Milford, okay, down to to Milford. And anyway, uh, I met them when they came back like a week, week and a half later to reclaim their stuff. In fact, I showed you a picture on Wednesday night of this nice couple. And uh, anyway, uh, Brother Jamie just uh, showed me, we got a card from them, and it's the Loveless family. And it says, and it's addressed to Brother Jamie, and it says, Dear Assistant Pastor Jamie, we could have had our accident anywhere along the three-hour journey home, but God was watching over our family that day and made, us, made sure that the accident happened in front of Myo Baptist Church, where he knew you would be. Thank you for opening your church to us that day. It was a blur, and your prayers and kindness helped us to get through it all. Uh, our family is forever grateful. And uh, 
says, we would like to make a donation to Mayo Baptist Church. Brother Jamie, you said such good things about the pastor. Would you give him this $100 bill? <laughs> Wait, no, that is not. <laughs> there, there is a $100 bill in here, and it says, we would like to make a donation to the Mayo Baptist Church. Thank you again for your kindness. We're looking forward to seeing everyone. Uh, the Gillis has invited them to our, our 4th of July uh, this next year, and they are making plans to come, and they sent this. You know, it's always right to help people, but it really feels good when the people you help are appreciative, you know, and grateful. And it was nice of them to send the donation. And I want to commend Brother Jamie. He handled it perfectly and represented the Lord and, and all of us well with those folks. And I appreciate the Gillis's. Uh, for <clears throat> taking them down to their house. And those folks are very appreciative. All right, I want to change gears this afternoon. As you can see behind me, I want to talk about inviting people to church. Our theme for this year is Mark sixteen fifteen: Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is at the core of what a church should be about. Churches are called on to do lots of different things, lots of good things. But at the core of why we exist is this right here. And that's sharing the gospel with people. Desiring to see people saved, to see them baptized, to see them join the church, and to see them grow in grace. And... One of the things that I've been hearing a lot about here lately, because I, along with Brother Jamie, we listen to podcasts, we listen to preaching, we listen to seminars, we go to seminars. And I've heard a lot of talk here lately about inviting people to church. Let's begin with a quote. The church exists to proclaim the gospel and demonstrate the kingdom of God in a lost and dying world. And being faithful to her calling, the church should be reaching people with the good news of the gospel and welcoming them into a local community of believers. And I believe one of the best ways to get people into a church under the sound of the gospel so that they might be saved, might be baptized, and might grow, one of the best ways to do that is simply to invite people to church. Now there's lots of ways to go about evangelizing. And we can talk about them, and we should talk about them, and we will talk about them. But one of the ways, and I think one of the best ways, as you will see, as far as getting people into church where they might hear the gospel, is to simply invite them. I was reminded day before yesterday, you know, our our hearts, our thoughts, our prayers are with the Hedrick family. And Brother Doug Hedrick you know, suddenly, unexpectedly, a week ago last Thursday, had a terrible stroke, never recovered from it, and went home to be with the Lord on on Wednesday. Now, they live downstate in Flushing, and they bought a place up, a, a lake house here up on Tea Lake, up in, in Lewiston, about 18 years ago, okay? And they were faithful in their church down there. But they knew that as they got older and retired, they would more or less be living up here, and they were trying to find a church home. Well, it just so happened that 
At that time, Roseanne Chapman, who knows who I'm talking about when I use that name, Roseanne Chapman. Okay, that's Sandy's mom, known to most of us as Roseanne Green, because Sandy's mom was up here, and Sandy's mom was attending this church, and she got married. And sadly, that marriage only lasted two and a half, no, two and a half months. I sort of say years. It was two and a half months, and he passed away. Mr. Chapman passed away. But in that time period, Roseanne moved down, and him, when she got married, down to uh, the Flushing area, where uh, the Hedricks were going to church at Trinity Baptist Church. And she must have visited Trinity Baptist Church And guess who follows up to go visit her down there? It was Ellen Hedrick. And Ellen Hedrick invited Roseanne to the church there at Trinity Baptist and found out that, you know, that uh, Roseanne had connections up here. And Roseanne, and and somehow in the conversation it came up that they were, you know, that they had bought a place up here and was going to be spending more and more time up here in their retirement years. And Roseanne invited her, Doug and Ellen, to Mayo Baptist Church. And that was their connection. They said, oh, we pass in front of that church when we come from downstate going up to Lewiston. And Roseanne invited her to, to attend. And they attended, and they had been going to this church faithfully for about the past uh, 18 years. And it was, a, it was an invitation. It was simply an invitation. Somebody just needed to be invited, and they came. Brother Jim Dupree, Brother Jim, this morning, you had some folks here. And how, how did they get here? You invited them. There were four people here this morning. I didn't recognize them. They were over here and at one of the tables, and I walked up, and I said, good to meet you. I'm Pastor McMorris, and, you know, conversation. I said, well, how is it you ended up here this morning? And they said, Jim Dupree. And I said, oh, did he invite you? They said, Yes. A couple of weeks ago, Sally Doobie, you had a lady here that, that visited. And as I understand it, you simply invited her. <laughs> and she came. And of course, the rest is in God's hands, right? But it's our responsibility to do our part. There are three testimonies right there, folks. And that's something every single one of us can do. Uh, Let me show you some information here. This study. It says we've asked more than 50,000 people over the last 10 years why they came to church. And between 75 and 90% of respondents say, I began attending because someone invited me. Again, I can do that. You can do that. And we have those opportunities all the time, whether it's with relatives in the area, our neighbors in the area, people we know at the grocery store, at the hardware store, at work. Here's another quote. Whatever happened to the strategy of simply inviting a friend, co-worker, or neighbor to church? They said, according to our research, an invitation to church is still an effective way to reach the lost. 
And look, since I've been, you know, I'm the pastor, and I, you know, I can be carnal, I can be backslidden, I can lose my, my vision and my focus, and I got convicted about this. That why aren't I inviting everybody I come into contact with? If they live within a reasonable driving distance here of handing them one of our new tracks, it's got a picture of the church, it's got the times, it's got the address, it's got phone numbers, it's got all the information they would need. Why can't I just do that? Because so many people would come. Now, we base everything we do on the Bible. Is there Bible precedent for this? There's lots of Bible precedent for people simply inviting others to church. Let me give you three examples. When Philip, one of the apostles, invited Nathaniel, read along with me. John 1.43, the day following Jesus would go forth unto Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And then in verse 45, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, can there any Good come out of Nazareth. And Philip saith unto him, Come and see. He gave him an invitation for Nathaniel to come to the Lord. And again, whether you're young or old, whether you're kind of shy or very outgoing, it doesn't matter. We can invite people to church. It's a, it's a Bible precedent. How about the woman at the well? Look at this account in John chapter 4. The Lord's speaking to this woman at the well, and she gets saved, and the conversation says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciple, and marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? Listen to this, verse number 28. The woman then left her water pot there at the well, where she had been talking to Jesus, and went her way into the city, and saith unto the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is this, is not this the Christ? Come and see a man. She is giving them an invitation. She is inviting them to come. Just like in Philip invited Nathaniel. She invites these men, come and see. That's how so often so many people get into church, hear the gospel, and get saved. And it's something we all can do, regardless of whether we have a lot of money, whether we have no money, whether we drive a fancy car or not a fancy car. Regardless, we all have this opportunity. And a third example, again, Bible precedent, was the noblemen that were inviting people to the dinner. That story is found in Luke chapter 14, verse number 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that it were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuses. In other words, it's dinner time, you know, 
the, the head of the house says, y'all, it's time for y'all to come. Then they start making excuses. The first one said unto him, I bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of auction, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Verse number 20, and another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, oh, wait a minute, these folks were invited, and now they're not coming? So the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done, as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house might be filled. And that simple story of a man sending his servant out to invite people to come to the dinner is a, is a, is a metaphor, if you will, of, of the Lord wanting us to go out and tell people to come into God's house. And the example here, one after another, is that of simply inviting people. There are, there are statistics available as to why people attend church. And this is telling. This is very telling. 2% come because of advertisement, 6% by pastoral invitation, 6% by organized evangelism campaign, but 86% by friends or relatives. I would like for it to be said of my old Baptist church that that is our common heartbeat. It, it, it's fine to have special emphasis on, on an evangelistic campaign or this door-to-door thing or that. or what. That, that's all well and good, and that, that's good. But I think some churches focus on that to the point that some people think the only time you witness is on Thursday night or Saturday morning. And those are great times for witnessing and sharing the gospel, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't anybody go out of here saying, I am complaining about that. Not at all. But what I am complaining about are people who sometimes think that's when it's done. And that's by whom it is done. Those people that show up at that time to do that thing. I would like our heartbeat to be 24-7. That we are looking to, if we can, witness to somebody hand them a track, and certainly, sincerely and genuinely invite them to church. And according to statistics, that is the most effective method for getting people under the sound of the gospel. It is not some highly organized campaign. Again, which is fine. And we will be doing that. But the more effective way is for that to be our heartbeat. When you're leaving the doctor's office or you're sitting there and you're the only one in the waiting room and the girl's sitting behind the counter and you just mentioned, do you you go to church anywhere? No. Well, hey, how about, let me give you this track. Let me invite you to Myro Baptist Church. I mean, we've got testimonies this afternoon of that working of it working 18 years ago, and of it working a couple weeks ago, and of it working today. Uh, Some other statistics here. Only 2% of church people invite unchurched people to church. Only 2%. 
I mean, in, in this church, you know, it'd be like just a couple pews and the rest of us are just silent. That's what I said. I, I would hope my old Baptist church would be an exception to that. One study found 37% of Christians linked their conversion to being invited to church. 37%. And this other woman's work showed that 40% who joined a church first came because a friend invited them. So people are open to an invite from church, particularly if someone they know invites them. And we should all bear some conviction right now about that. There are probably some people in this room that have been inviting people faithfully and regularly for a long, long time. But I just, you know, I know this church. I'm the pastor of this church. Truth of the matter is, so many of us, including myself, could do so much better. And it's so simple. And, and, and who wouldn't want to invite somebody to church? I love church. I live church. Of course, I'm the pastor. But I, I live church. I love church. I, 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 I think about it all the time when I'm home. I'll, I'll be mowing the grass as I was yesterday, and I'm thinking about church stuff or people in church or, or, or whatever. And it's not a burdensome kind of thing. It, it's a, I get to do this. I, I was looking, you know, dur- during the lunchtime, I was sitting back there, and I was looking at people. Some have driven from Grayling. Some have driven from Atlanta. You know, some, some have, have driven from uh, West Branch. I get to pastor these people. We, we ought to be excited about our church. You know, and if you can't be excited about your church, you need to address whatever the issue is and fix it so that you can be excited about your church. Because one of the ways a lot of people get saved and join the church is because a church member invited them. Understand a couple things this afternoon and we'll, we'll be done here. People today are more and more being attracted to community, if you will, a, a group of people. And it's not just limited to church, but in, in this day and age in which we live, people are looking for a place where they can belong. In our post-Christian nation, people are, are skeptical, skeptical of, of religion as a whole, and, you know, with the Jim Bakers and all the crazy stuff they see on TV and all the, you know, the, the priests and all the stuff that they're accused of doing, yeah, a lot of people are skeptical. But when they see a group of believers that are genuine, that are real, that aren't putting on airs, the pastor's not trying to build a kingdom so he can get invited to preach at all the big conferences and whatever, but a genuine preacher and a genuine staff and genuine people, that gets people's attention. Even, even the skeptics. So understand when you and I invite someone to church, in many cases, it's a lot of people these days that are looking for that group connection. And... Introducing people into a relational network of a local church, a local church community, might be the very first step on their spiritual journey. So be optimistic about inviting people to church. Don't be thinking in negative terms. 
Think in positive terms that this invitation might be life-changing for this individual. And, and understand and be encouraged by the fact that a lot of people today are looking for, lack of a better word, that community. Belonging to a, a, a group. Why, why do people tend to want to be with other people? I mean, you're, you're lost in the woods, and you're by yourself, and you holler, hello, and then way off in the distance you hear, hello. I mean, you're excited because there's a person there, and, and we want to connect. You've you got to remember, that's, that's God in us. God is a trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. It, it's relational. And we're, we're made in the image of God, and we have that desire for, for relationships. But not just any relationship, meaningful, significant relationships, but belonging to a group of people that are real and a group of people that have a purpose. And when you give someone an invitation to the church, you, you're inviting them to really a longing that's in their heart. They may not even really realize at first what's going on, but made in the image of God, there's this desire for a relationship. I mean, whenever somebody is a loner, when somebody's a hermit, we know that that's weird because that's not normal. And it's not normal because we're not programmed that way. We're made in the image of God to be relational. And one of the things you can be optimistic about is the fact that people do desire community. Second, see, a personal invitation is a connecting point that helps eliminate fears. A lot of people, they would like nothing better than a, a, a place to go, a, a group to belong to, that has significance, that has meaning, where it's genuine and where, where it's, it's real. And all they need is that invitation. They, 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 it's the connecting point. You know, the person that Sally said she invited said, I'd never been invited. And even though she might have that desire in her for community, there's a fear. Well, I could go to my old Baptist church. It's that big church out there on the highway there, and I could could go there, but I don't know anybody there. But when somebody invites them, oh, I can go, I can show up, and Sally will be there, and she'll be looking for me. And that eliminates the fear. It's, it's her personal invitation. Jim invites that lady, and she, she brought three people with her. Two of them went up with the youth group, and one stayed here with her. And, you know, she's never come before, but what made it possible? I would suppose in part because, well, I know somebody there. I know Jim and Francis. Don't think a lot of Jim, but Francis is nice, so we can, we can go for Francis. So a personal invitation is a connecting point. And again, you and I get to be that connecting point. And lastly, this afternoon, number three, it introduces a Holy Spirit contact point. These people are lost. They're, they're carnal. They're without Christ. They're walking in darkness. You, on the other hand, being born again, you're filled with the Spirit of God. And God, by divine providence has you at the cash register say, oh, before I go, if you don't go to church anywhere, let me invite you to Mayo Baptist Church. The Holy Spirit is working through you. That impulse by God to 
hand that track to that individual. And it's you making a contact with them, but it's God, it's the Holy Spirit working through you to touch that person's heart that we hope that they might be saved. I mean, not only are you giving them the invitation, but it's God working through you. God loves them. God wants to see them saved. And God can use you. Now, the devil will try to discourage us, make us fearful, uh, give us every excuse in the world not to do that because he's fighting against God. But God wants to work through you and me to simply invite people to church. I hope and pray that that will be our heartbeat as a church. And somebody says, well, when do you have a visitation program? You know what I want to be able to say? 24-7, 365 days a year. Our people are very sensitive to that. And when they have an opportunity, they seize the opportunity. And we're not talking about being weird or being inappropriate or not being sensitive to what's going on at the moment. But... At every opportunity, you're looking for that opportunity. You're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And again, I think it's just amazing that according to stats, the most effective way to get people to church is, if you think about it, the easiest way to get people to church. The most effective way, according to statistics, the most effective way The Lord's made it the easiest way. Hey, you go to church anywhere? No, I used to go a long time ago. Look, tell you what. uh, Let me invite you. Mile Baptist Church. Uh, I'll be looking for you. I'll be there Sunday morning. You can come Sunday afternoon. You can come Wednesday night. You're not working Wednesday night. Oh, come Wednesday night. I'll be looking for you. I'll be waiting in the foyer for you. I'll be waiting in the foyer for you. (laughs) You come. It's something I can do a better job at. I want to do a better job at. And as your pastor, I'm probably not too far off in thinking we could all do a better job at. We can do this. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Would you let the Holy Spirit just speak to your heart? You and I can do this. Sally did it, and it worked. Jim and Francis did it, and it worked. Roseanne Green Chapman did it about 18 years ago. And we enjoyed the blessings of Doug and Ellen for all those years. You can do it. This is something you can do. Would you just tell the Lord this afternoon, Lord, help me to be more sensitive. Help me to be more faithful. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.